What goes through your mind when you feel pain? When you hurt yourself, do you run away from it, hoping that it will go away? Do you fight against it? Or do you approach it mindfully, befriending it and caring for it? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, we are exploring how, by being mindful and bringing compassion to pain, we can experience it without suffering. A while ago, I went to visit a podiatrist about a pain in my left foot. A few months before, I had stepped awkwardly on a small stone while hiking, and felt a zing. At first, I thought it was just a bruise and would heal soon. But then, after weeks, I realized that maybe something else was going on. To see better what was happening, the podiatrist asked for an MRI. The nurse, in filling out the form to schedule it, asked me, What pain medication are you taking for it? Hmm, I paused. Well, I'm not taking anything. I meditate and rest when it really bothers me, I said. Puzzled, she looked at me. Well, we have to put down something. If you're not medicating to manage the pain, the insurance company won't allow the MRI. I paused again. She read me a list of pain medications. It felt strange, a small ethical dilemma, but I understood. Since once in a while I will take one, I said, Tylenol, and I forgave myself. Our condition to push away and resist pain. It's a triple whammy, the sensations of the pain, the aversion to it, and the stories we create around it. Pain hurts. We don't want to feel it. Not at all. And when pain arises, our minds are preoccupied with how to get rid of it. And our culture, our society is right there helping us push it away and even requiring that we push it away with medication. Interesting, isn't it? Of course, taking pain medication can be very appropriate. We do not disregard its usefulness. In addition to pushing the pain away, we also create stories around the pain. How the pain is running our lives or how we're victims of the pain and how it's not fair. At the same time, we can recognize through mindfulness that the suffering we experience around the pain is optional. Mindfulness frees us from the suffering. We can live vibrant lives even when something hurts. So what's going on when we feel pain? Really, two things. 
First, the body's nervous system is signaling to the brain that we need to pay attention, that something needs our attention. When we pull a muscle, the nervous system sends a signal. Muscle is injured, time to take care of it. Sometimes though, even after healing has occurred, the nervous system keeps signaling that something's going on and it keeps hurting. And this happens when we have chronic pain. The second thing is that we're resisting the pain. We're pushing back against it. We're fighting the pain signals. We're afraid of the pain. We urgently want to run away from it. Somehow pain has come to signify something unnatural in our culture. Our resistance to pain shows up as tension or contraction in the body. When my foot was hurting, I noticed how my whole body tightened up. We might also find ourselves clenching the teeth or the jaw or holding the breath. Resistance also shows up in thoughts, emotions, and judgments. I don't like this pain. I hate this. I can't stand this pain. Why won't it go away? When will this end? Why me? I don't deserve this pain. How do I fix this? I'm bad. I'm hurting myself. We may even find ourselves crying. Our resistance to pain can be strong even when the pain is subtle. And resistance can be both conscious and unconscious. So how does mindfulness help us? Mindfulness doesn't necessarily make the pain go away. It changes our relationship to it. The suffering that we experience when we're in pain comes not from the pain signals themselves, but from the resistance we raise against the pain and the stories we create around it. Mindfulness helps us to live our lives and do things we thought we would never be able to do, even with pain, because mindfulness helps us to accept it, allow it, and be with it. People who use mindfulness to specifically manage their pain say, my quality of life got so much better. I'm so much more engaged. I enjoy life more. I do things I never thought I would be able to do again. In fact, mindfulness in the West really took off after John Kabat-Zinn introduced mindfulness-based stress reduction back in the 1970s. This program was targeted mainly at groups of chronic pain patients at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center and grew from there. So we have John Kabat-Zinn to thank for making us aware of how amazing a pain management tool mindfulness is. As practitioners of mindfulness, we already know how mindfulness is such a huge gift 
because we can bring it to all aspects of our experience. We don't have to be sitting in meditation. We can just be living our lives. We can shift our perspective from being resistant and afraid to being at ease, spacious, and compassionate. We can choose to be aware of the resistance. We can put some space around it and notice how it is. We notice the body tensing, pulling back and contracting. Underneath, below consciousness, the pain has snagged our identity. It's the enemy and we're the victim. We're oppressed, we're ruined, we're defeated. We're not in the now. We're in the future, imagining all the ways our life is ruined and defeated by this body that feels pain. And the more we resist, the greater our suffering. Our bodies become the enemy. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Simply be present with what's here now. Physical unpleasantness is here. Notice, allow it. Yeah, okay. Physical unpleasantness is here. And now perhaps a reaction arises. It's going to get worse. Notice and allow this worry. Okay, something is worried. It's going to get worse. And maybe now a story arises. I'll never be able to play or run or swim or dance or travel or whatever it is. Notice and allow this too. Okay, story is here. And now perhaps the grief of losing something in the future comes. Notice this and allow it. Grief is here. Sadness is here. This way of being present now, tuning in, creating space by allowing, and tenderly accepting, allows the waves of experience to flow through and the hooks of identity to dissolve. With this, we begin to discern what now, a different way of moving or stretching or posturing or resting, a new perspective arises. We open to the body and our bodily needs now instead of resisting. Chungyam Trumpa Rinpoche makes the interesting observation that as long as we feel we can escape from the present situation, we won't notice very much about it. Only when we feel that this is it, and that there is no escape, will our perceptions, our feelings, and our intelligence really come alive. Pain is a concept. It is not what we are actually experiencing. We are experiencing a series of sensations. Now, when we become mindful of the sensations arising, We can notice the space they are in, 
we can notice the edges and we can notice the center. We can notice the quality and texture of the sensations themselves. Is the sensation gripping or tingling, cutting, rasping, hot, squeezing? And we don't have to think about naming the sensation. It will simply come to us as the sensation is arising and as we notice the sensation. We can notice the movement and how the sensations are shifting and changing. We can notice what's happening now rather than indulging in editorials about a concept. At the same time we're noticing, can I be with this? We discern how to be with the sensation skillfully. Do I lean in a bit more? Or do I put more space around it and step back to some place in the body that feels pleasant or feels kind of neutral, neither pleasant nor unpleasant? When I was mindful of the intense sensations of stabbing and squeezing in my injured foot, I noticed that putting a lot of space there softened everything. Mentally, I would put more space around all the molecules in my foot. I pictured the molecules as tiny bubbles Then, instead of being all packed together, They were separating, so there was a lot of space around each one. When I did this, I noticed that the intensity of the sensations lessened. Then, by stepping back and resting my awareness in the breath, rising and falling in the chest, I could skillfully approach the sensations in my foot a little bit at a time from this place of quiet and peacefulness this place of my chest rising and falling, first sensing the edges of my foot and then resting back in the breath, then exploring the sensations of the stabbing in the foot a little more and then returning to resting in my breath. The sensations shifted and changed and I noticed that even though there was still discomfort, I could easily be with it and walk and go about my day. By dipping my toe in the water in this way, I explored the sensations in my foot with equanimity, tenderness, and compassion. And the pain softened, relaxed, and dimmed. Tenderness, loving kindness, and compassion are powerful. One of my teachers, Tara Brock, shared the story of a man, a friend of hers, who suffered from psoriasis on both arms. As an experiment, he decided to offer loving kindness every day to just one of his arms. The psoriasis healed on that arm. Creating the space of loving kindness is soothing and healing. Thich Nhat Hanh tells us to bring tenderness and compassion to our suffering by saying, Darling, I care about your suffering. Or as my teacher Jack Cornfield tells us, we can also say, 
Hey dude, I'm here for you. You can choose the words that feel right for you. As we rest our awareness on what's hurting, we can tell it, darling, I care about your suffering. I am here for you. Or, hey foot, I care that you're hurting and I'm here for you. Or, hey dude, I'm here for you. I would do this with my foot. I would tell my foot, darling foot, I care about your suffering and I'm here for you. Maybe this sounds strange to do, but giving compassion to parts of ourselves that are suffering brings relief and peace, even though the unpleasant sensations may still be there, shifting and changing. Treat your hurts and wounds like friends rather than enemies. Extend wishes of kindness and compassion to them. This is a radical change in perspective that mindfulness brings you. It may hurt, but you are not suffering. Discomfort, aches, and pains are part of our daily experience. When you have to pee, you feel discomfort. When you feel cold, it's uncomfortable. When you stub your toe or have a headache or get a rash, it's painful. We notice something. Life is painful in little and big ways. And pain is part of life. Pain is just a series of unpleasant feeling tones arising and passing through. Practicing being mindful with and extending loving kindness and compassion to all the small daily discomforts, aches, and pains trains us to accept rather than reject pain. We bother to do this because even though the unpleasantness, the discomfort or pain may still be present, we can continue living our lives and feel free. And when a really big pain comes, we can then be with it mindfully and with compassion and without suffering. I invite you to bring awareness to all the little discomforts, aches, and pains you experience in a day. Notice, allow, and describe how each feels. Sit with the discomfort without the need to do anything about it. Send it loving kindness. I care about you. May you be at ease. What you experience by doing this may surprise you, showing you how being mindful and kind changes everything. I hope you enjoyed the show. I invite you to listen, subscribe, and please review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Are you curious? Drop in and attend my meditation class in which I guide you in meditation, give a little talk, and answer your questions. To book a single class, go to yourmindfulpractice.com. That's yourmindfulpractice, all one word, dot com. And then click on book a class. 
And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter using the link in the footer. As always, I'm grateful for you, my listeners, for your attention, your enthusiasm, and your curiosity. And I'm also grateful for the people behind the scenes that make this podcast possible. Ali Allen for design, Gorgias Romero for original music and audio engineering, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful. Be mindful.